Welcome back to another computery, chiptoony sounding episode of Live in Space. This is a, uh, a song I did not too long ago. It's uh, called Space Chips. It's based off of like a chiptune sounding kind of song that I made. Yeah. And it kind of has like that little fun, like, you know, retro sound to it. So anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought I'd share that with you. It's a freebie on here on the Life in Space podcast. And that's what I like to do. I like to give freebies to everybody. Everything free. Oh, yeah. Why pay for any of this crap? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, uh, basically, I really wanted to dig deep into talking about... uh, well, computer parts. Obviously, that's like the whole idea. What I'm doing here is a computer part special. Yay! Let's talk about computer parts and how freaking expensive they are right now, too. Uh, I've never seen prices like this before. And, you know, okay, I'll, I'll give it to you that it just basically in plain English, you know, I mean, yes, computers are expensive. Okay. Uh, they have been in the past as well. I mean, there's been like laptops. The first laptops probably costed like five grand, you know what I'm saying? That's like back in the early nineties or something. You know, I mean, it was kind of mind blowing that you can have a text based computer, uh, in your lap. Okay, so that is a miracle in in its own that you can actually do that. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's 2021 now. This is the year of the computer. And if you don't know what that means, that means that uh, in 2021, this has actually been prophesized since like the early 2000s, maybe even earlier, uh, that computer parts or computer specs in general are going to hit an all-time high in, in 2021. And then from there, the robotic age is going to take into effect more consistently or more intensely AI robotics and things like that. So basically right now you're seeing some of the best technology that's ever came out in computer history in this year. So, and that, and that goes for graphics cards, uh, processing power, speed, and things like that. Uh, for the longest time, I mean, I think the, oh man, the processor I have is like an AMD FX. I don't know. I think it's like a 5,600 or something like that. I could be totally wrong, but anyway, it was, uh, very, very good for the time. But, uh, as time goes on, I've actually had this processor for probably almost like eight years. It still handles everything pretty well. Uh, it's actually one of the uh, special editions of it. Uh, it was one of the more overclocked versions of the, of the CPU that I had at the time. And, uh, it still performs pretty good. And as of now, computer, let's say CPUs. I'm not sure how much further they've actually furthered the power. I've seen that i7s were a big thing back when I bought my processor and they're up to i9. So they really haven't skipped too many generations. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I do know that the uh, AMD version of, of things, they have introduced the Threadripper, which is in, you know probably overkill for most people. 
Uh, but they have definitely uh, hit some new pinnacles in the computer part area of technology and things of that matter. Ryzen is another one. That, that Ryzen is the uh, technology that's built into AMD. And in fact, if you don't know this, uh, if you have a uh, Radeon video card and a Ryzen AMD chip CPU, uh, they work together and you actually get a bit of a boost. So if you're running in a like an Intel processor with a Radeon card, you don't get that extra boost that you would get out of a Ryzen. So they kind of pair together and some some work well together, some don't. Uh, I'm usually a NVIDIA guy. I never actually owned a Radeon video card before. I've always owned NVIDIA, and NVIDIA's always been good to me. So uh, the only one that I actually had that went bad on me was an XFX version of an NVIDIA card. It might have been a GeForce 5 or something like that. And that thing actually took a dump on me, and I had to get a new card. Yeah, the video actually went out on that one. That was the only one I ever had that actually went out on me. And um, um, so, yeah, uh, I do trust EVGA, though. I mean, EVGA is some of the more expensive ones out there. Uh, but the quality of their actual product, I think, is surpasses most of these companies. I used to be a big Zeus fan too. I had a Zeus motherboard at one point, and I thought these guys were like the best on you know in the market. But uh, surprisingly, I actually burnt out one of the clocks on it, and that pretty much uh, ended up in a uh, blown motherboard. So I don't know. That's the only motherboard that I ever had that actually took a dump on me. So a Zeus, uh, yeah, for some reason. And then I had an MSI, which I really liked. MSI is very basic, but it's also very powerful. Uh, and then Gigabyte's the one I'm using right now. So if if any of these names actually mean anything to you, then you're you're on the right page uh, because uh, yeah, computer technology it's kind of fun. It's fun to build computers. In fact, uh, half the fun of actually owning a computer is actually putting it together yourself and knowing that you you know you know what all the components are doing and what they're actually doing. You know, intertwining and uh, processing things and whatnot. Uh, you know, such as like you know known uh, what kind of actual products to put together themselves and I know you can go on Newegg and they can actually put together you know all these parts for you in like a kind of like a template or whatever but uh, sometimes you need to use your your brain a little bit to find out exactly what's the best thing to get and what's the best part for you Uh, what kind of speeds are you looking for what kind of actual things you're actually going to be doing with your computer as well so for instance somebody that's just going to be using audio gear or just using this as like a uh, studio computer might not need as much processing power as someone who wants to play like the new call of duty game so yeah and even still with the parts that i have in my computer they're probably at least five or six years old i can still play the latest and the greatest games just not in 4k and without you know this ray tracing technology which uh i don't know it just seems like it's like the new big scam from NVIDIA. Hopefully it's not. I don't know. I haven't seen it personally. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking it. But uh, the prices of these cards are absolutely mind-blowing. How much people are actually willing to pay for a video card. And, you know, the fact that they're actually mostly all of them. The, vil- the va- availability for these cards are really hard to get a hold of. And that's even saying for like a manufacturer that's not really known for making the best quality hardware, you know, like, I mean, geez, let me see here. A PNY, I don't know. I'm not sure if PNY is really the best video card to go for, but I mean, a PNY RTX 30, uh, 3090 
with 24 gigs of RAM is like $1,600 just for that. And I mean, these cards are fast. Don't get me wrong. I mean, 24 gigs of RAM is unheard of on a video card. I think the one I have right now is I got eight gigs. It's like hardly nothing. You know, most games won't even be able to take advantage of that because, you know, if you turn up your resolution, if you want to play in 4K, that's already, you know, a crank in power that is unbelievably hard on your video card. And so... A lot of the games that I play, I don't actually play them in 4K. That's one of the reasons why I don't, because you cannot get the frame rate that you want out of a fork, actually out of a video card that's not really, you know, able to push that. So, uh, yeah, that's just one of the things you'll find out real quick. Uh, and just because there's a new generation card doesn't necessarily mean that it's any better than the last one. For instance, the 300 or the 3000, I guess, series for for the uh, NVIDIA cards, uh, you might get like a 3070 or a 3060. I don't know if they do make that. They might, yeah. Do they? Okay, they have RTX 3060 Ti. Uh, they're probably not even available, but that might not even be as good as like a 2090. You know, if a 2090 has probably more power than a 3060 Ti. So you have to keep that in mind as well, uh, whether or not those cards are actually able to push that, uh, because some of them are actually designed to be a little bit less in the scale of speed. So uh, if they make a 2090, do they make a 2090? I don't even know. Maybe I haven't really been up on my, uh, on my cards lately and like what's actually, you know, what's been released in the past like five years or so. Um, but let me see if NVIDIA even has a 2000 series. Um, and if they do, if they even had those, they probably don't, they're probably discontinued. Uh, so yeah, the one thing that you see right now that's being really pushed is the RTX stuff. It's the 30, 30, anything that's 30, 70 and above. And the way that I kind of look at it, uh, the way that they kind of rate their cards, uh, NVIDIA, is that you you go from about the 60 to the 70, 80. And so the, every every generation, which would probably, the next generation will probably be the 4000, right? So the 4000 series, if they do another gener generation after this, would be like the, the 4060 and the 4070, 4080, and 4090. So you have like different tiers or different levels of video cards. And the the 60 at the end of it is usually the low end. Uh, the 70 is probably going to be the little bit like more low or high. Uh, 80 is going to be in the high range and the 90 is going to be like their ultimate version of it. So that's kind of how they, 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 um, that's kind of how they rate these cards. So you'll have the generation, which is probably the 3000 series. And then usually in increments of like 60 set and like tens, uh, they'll, they'll actually just have like this, you know, basically like series number. And then some of these are TIs. I'm not sure what the TI stands for, but, uh, obviously the one you're looking for is the RTX. RTX is like the new thing right now. So, and what that basically means, it's, it's just a ray tracing technology that NVIDIA kind of like, uh, highlights as like being like something that they came up with. Uh, and, um, this is including like some technology that actually tracks, uh, light. So basically if you're playing a game and you see the sun in the sky, you'll be able to see the light actually come down from the sun, hit shadows on trees and it'll look more real, like realistic in a sense. And, um, 
uh, in some games, this might make a difference, you know, especially if you're looking for ultimate realism uh, or if you want to have things look uh, pristine and, you know, just completely like out of this world and, you know, uh, or more realistic in a sense. So, and I know that some games are taking advantage of it as well. So like for instance, Minecraft actually has an RTX ray tracing, uh, compatibility where everything in Minecraft will then have like light shadows and, you know, you know, shadows from trees and stuff come down, look more realistic, or you can see the light rays coming out of a window or something, you know? So stuff in that particular matter is like what this whole RTX technology is basically kind of uh, replicating or imitating. Now, Radeon has like their own version of it as well. Uh, there had, I believe, let's see, the RX 6000 series is from AMD Radeon, and they're actually significantly cheaper. Uh, not a whole lot, but probably at least like a third cheaper than what these AM or these Nvidia cards cost. Because I'll just go down the list here. Here, here's the featured one they have on uh, Nvidia's uh, website. It's a Zodiac ZT. Uh, and it's, let's see, the cooling system is iStorm 2.0. And I don't know anything about these cooling systems. I just know that they, they all include three fans usually on top. Uh, some of them have one, some of them have two. Um, but the cooling is very, very important on these cards because these cards get extremely hot. And so if you're not careful, these things get at, at temperatures that will heat your room up, in fact. And, you know, usually in the summertime out here in the West, uh, if you're playing and it's like, you know, 100, 100 degrees outside, you're definitely going to be sitting in a room that's like 115 or maybe something around that area because uh, they will heat your room up and you'll be sweating while you're playing the game. So because of the power that's actually going into these cards, if you go back there and touch it with your hand, you can actually probably burn yourself on these. So the cooling technology is obviously got to be very good in these uh so uh, hopefully with these new series cards i i'm hoping that they're better than the uh nine 970s and 980s and whatnot because the 970 that i have in my computer gets very very hot and the one i had before that was actually even worse i could literally touch it back there and it would almost burn my hand uh so these things put out some heat so it's actually a bonus in the winter if you don't have a heater so that's actually kind of cool it'll heat your room up a little bit uh, but yeah, they have a cooling ice storm 2.0 technology in this one with a boost clock speed of 1,695 megahertz, uh, GPU memory size, 24 gig, which is insane. So 24, I mean, that's more memory than I have in my computer right now. I think I'm running 16 gigs of Ram right now on my computer. So this card itself on its own has 24 gigs. That's, uh, you know, it's insane. So I'm even wondering if like, you know, it does, it doesn't matter how much Ram you have on your computer now, but I guess that's video Ram. So they're completely two different things maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's the case, but, uh, yeah. So if you check the availability for this thing, it probably is sold out. And let me see here, B and H photo and new egg for some reason. Why, why would B and H why would they sell it? Let's see. Yeah. Out of stock, uh, new sells it for 1000 $999.99. That is absolutely freaking insane. I would never, ever, ever think of spending two grand on just one video card. That is insane. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I get it. It's powerful and everything. And let's see, PCI Express 4.0 gaming card. So they're a PCI Express 4.0 now. The one I have right now that I'm using on my motherboard is 2.0. So I've completely skipped 3.0. Uh, now, obviously, it's got to be faster. So it's 19.5 gigabyte per second PCI Express 4. So that's that's pretty quick. 
not bad. Uh, let me see. Advanced cooling, Spectra 2.0 RGB lighting. And that's new. That's actually the new thing with all these parts now is they all include uh, RGB lighting, which means red, green, blue. Uh, basically, they're just uh, diodes, uh, LED diodes on the cards that light up and do little cool light shows for you. And that's like the new gimmick. That's like on everything now. You can buy RAM that has that. And there's actual RAM sticks that have like, you know, lights built into them so you can see a cool light show inside your computer. Uh, fans, uh, obviously, those are those are actually the first ones to do them. You had fans in your computer that would light up. They were cool. But everything now has lights in it, including your mouse, your keyboard, uh, your computer, everything inside there as well. So, yeah, that's really intense. Uh, but, yeah, totally sold out. People are buying these, man, for two grand. I cannot believe that. And then who's making that kind of money to spend on video cards, by the way? And that's just a video card. That's not even the rest of the stuff. That's not including a motherboard. That's not including, you know, all the other gear that you need. You know, you need a processor. You need a uh, a good hard drive, you know. And hard drive is actually probably the cheapest thing now because you can get a hard drive for like almost nothing. I think you can get like a one terabyte hard drive, uh, like a solid state hard drive for like probably around like 60 bucks now. I mean, you can probably pick those up at a good deal anywhere. But uh, as for like the technology with the graphics cards, it is really, really insane, you know, I mean, how much these are costing. Uh, and just going down the list, there's NVIDIA GeForce RTX 390. This is actually built by NVIDIA, I believe. They actually have ones built by them. But let's see, this one's only available at Best Buy for some reason. And again, this is going to be sold out too. Let's see how much they cost. Yeah, okay, so the RTX 390 actually uh, built by NVIDIA goes for about $1,500. That's a, that's what my, what do you call price match guarantee. So that's like the best deal on them. And that is sold out as well. That one actually only has one fan on there. So, Hmm, I don't know, man. Can one fan actually cool that whole video card? That's a good question. must be one heck of a fan. I mean, yeah, I don't know about that. That is, that is very, very expensive. Yeah, and going on and on and on. The gig Gigabyte makes a version of it, MSI, PNY. No, never really bought any of their kind of stuff. I've I've owned PNY. I think, man, they used to probably make RAM back in the day and uh, really, really basic stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I trust a whole video card from those guys. But EVGA, there's actually a, quite a few different ones. Uh, EVGA actually has their own standards too. X XC3, FTW3, and let me see, those might be the two different versions that they have. It's a different kind of cooling system, I think they call it. Um, yeah, the ICX3, that's the cooling system they use. Uh, and also, it depends how quick you're looking at, you know, the clock speed on these, the boost clock speeds. Uh, the 390 FTW3, which is probably overclocked, boost clock speeds at 1,740 megahertz. That's pretty good. Uh, GPU for 24, and that goes for 1,729. Newegg probably sells it for two, two grand, I, I would imagine. 1,864. Uh, this would be out of, obviously out of stock too. Uh, probably the one, I mean, if I was going to spend that kind of money, I would be getting an RTX 390 by EVGA. Uh, obviously I'm not going to for that kind of money, but yeah, if I was going to spend the money, it would be on an EVGA. They build probably the best ones in my opinion. Once I started buying EVGA, um, everything was like the 
top-notch quality, I could say, when it comes to uh, video processing and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so that's just kind of a look at like what these things cost, you know, and what exactly this RTX stuff is, you know. Uh, so far, what I know about it, uh, they actually have incorporated this technology into specific uh, settings that you cannot use if you do not have RTX. So, uh, for instance, if you're trying to play a game that's actually RTX specific, like there's actually a, uh, a Quake 2, I think it is, they redid it with RTX, and you cannot play this game if you don't have an RTX card. Now, Quake 2, in my opinion, the graphics are obviously not that intense. Why the heck should I have to have RTX technology in order to even make it look like the light's real? My video card should be able to handle that. And this even goes for 4K video. I know that I had a, uh, a Hero 7, I believe it is, or a Hero 8 that records in 4K, and my computer actually will not be able to read 4K video with the processor that I have. And uh, apparently this is like some sort of technology that Intel had incorporated, and there are like i7s or i8, probably maybe i9, I don't know, uh, processors. So I don't know if this is like a sales tactic in a sense, you know? to where like now things just won't work because you don't have RTX. Uh, I mean, I don't know that that seems wrong, but I don't think uh, NVIDIA would actually do that. But uh, yeah, it just seems like, uh, you know, it's going to look good. Yeah. But at the same time, you're going to pay a lot of money. They even have like RTX studio specific branded technology for like streaming and stuff. You can actually have a processing power to control like things you see on your camera when you're doing live streams and whatnot. And that's also kind of intense as well. But that is all RTX technology. You can't use any other card in order to do that. So uh, they're going to have exclusive capa capabilities on these cards. So you're going to start seeing technology go in that direction. So and, you know, uh, we can't this this uh include amd amd is also going to have some technology that's similar to that so if you're running on amd drivers uh how is that going to affect the whole thing you know and that's kind of been the the whole battle between amd and, and nvidia for the longest time is that their drivers are also very you know they're different you know and there can be compatibility issues and there's always been some sort you know maybe not very many but there have been in the past uh compatibility issues i do know that friends of mine in the past way past uh used to own radeon cards and to me it just seems like the software was not as built properly as nvidia's so nvidia is usually on top of their game when it comes to building all their drivers and codecs and things like that so we'll see how radeon performs you know i haven't had a radeon card card ever but uh, to be honest with you, with these kind of prices, uh, it's almost worth switching if you think about it. I mean, because you can literally get these cards for a third of the price of what you would buy from NVIDIA, or maybe even half. Uh, you know, they don't have 24 gigs of RAM. They have 16, as far as I can see, the RTX 69 XT series, 6800, 60... Uh, so there's a 6,800 and a 6,900. Uh, I would, I would imagine that they're all sold out too. Uh, the, okay. So this is actually directly from NV, um, AMD, AMD Radeon RTX 6,900 XT graphics card, and it goes for 999. So you're talking practically almost half the price. If you really think about it from that $2,000 RTX card to a Radeon R RX 6,900 XT. 
And of course, you don't have 24 gigs of RAM of video memory. Uh, this has 16 gigs of video RAM. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know if games really require that amount of uh, video RAM. Uh, I know that when I'm playing uh, Call of Duty, uh, the Cold War version of it, uh, I have an 8 gig card and it does max it. But I mean, if I had twice that, I can't imagine that it would need 16. Um, I would imagine it would do just fine with 16 gigs of RAM. And of course, you want to future proof yourself when it comes to buying these cards. You want to make sure that it can handle all the good stuff later on as well. You just want to make sure that you don't buy this card in the next year. It's like nothing wants to run properly on this card. So of course, when you're buying these cards, you want to make sure that you can in the future have everything run just as good as it was for at least. I mean, when you're buying a card, you at least want that thing good and golden for at least four or five years. Uh, to have to buy another card the next year would be foolish. And if you're the kind of guy that buys parts in that manner, uh, then what's the point of buying the next gen stuff? You should just kind of wait until they get lower in price and then buy whatever's available when they overclock them too, because these things are going to get overclocked soon. Uh, beyond capabilities, you'll see they'll go much faster and they'll have better technology. Uh, and you'll basically be able to buy the same card probably next year for like 400 or $500 maybe, quite possibly. And that's one thing that I've always been weary about buying the new new and newest technology of video cards is that the price ranges are usually significant when it comes to brand new technology and last year's technology. And usually a lot of times if you can get a good deal on last year's technology, uh, I don't think it matters that much because you can actually get yourself a good last year's technology with a little bit more boost to it and it'll do pretty much everything that your RTX will do except maybe not have RTX but it'll definitely do a good job it'll definitely do all the stuff that you want it to do uh, so yeah those things go for about a thousand and they're all out, I mean every one of them I'm sure is out of stock you can even get what they call a 6800 um, what do those go for? Still about a thousand. Uh, are there any of these that are under a thousand? I do know that there's okay. The 68 without the XT, uh, RX 6800 Sapphire AMD 16 gigabyte. Th those go for about 700. Oh, that's still a lot of money to be honest with you. Okay. Let's see. What's the cheapest one. Radeon RX 6800. This one is, I don't know why that would be any different than the last one I just saw, but this one goes for about 680. Yeah, that one's not popping up, but or five seventy nine. Okay, so you can get these for about five seventy nine. So that's not too bad. And I'm and I'm kind of basically showing you the best what Nvidia has to offer. If you went to a, something you know a little bit lower, like a thirty eight, I mean the prices are still very expensive. Uh, I mean, if you go on Newegg.com, you can actually see like how the pricing doesn't change so much when video cards when it comes to desktop Nvidia cards. They're still pretty expensive, but I mean, uh, something like, uh, something like the last, okay. That's the RX five. Um, something like the last gen Nvidia card, uh, like a GT. Okay. Th this might be a two gens back. Let's see the GTX 1660. Um, are these even available? It's almost like every video card is kind of hard to get a hold of. Okay. So these are available. 
Uh, this is the NVIDIA Gigabyte version of the GTX 1660 Super DirectX 1012. Let's see here. It has 6 gigs of RAM. Actually, you know what? The one I'm using, the 970, might actually have 6 gigs of RAM. I'm, I might be mistaken about 8. Um, so 6 gigs. That's about what I'm sitting at. And this thing goes for about 582, which is still pretty expensive. I mean, you're talking about two gens back. It's a PCI Express 3.0, 16 times ATX video card. Uh, this guy is still pretty expensive for what it is. But at the same time, it's also like a third of what that other video card. I mean, actually, no, it's like a, it's like a fourth of what the NVIDIA RTX 3090 cost. I mean... And I, I guarantee you this will serve you well still. Even this video card, I mean, if I upgraded to this video card, it would still be an upgrade. So uh, there's nothing really like a down point to it. It's still it's still definitely a good card. And to be completely honest, I've never spent more than about $600 on a video card. I think this 970 I bought was about five, 550. And that was like, that might've been like five years ago maybe. And that was probably that that was very, very expensive for for my taste at that time. I probably wanted to go even higher, but I decided to to, to kind of keep it mid range as much as I could, because, uh, like I said, this technology is very disposable. And once you get the next thing, it, there's going to be something better the next year. So, uh, you know, you kind of have to play it by ear and kind of do it, you know, at, you know, however you might think you might need these you know, special RTX, special technology. It depends how bad you really want it. I don't know. And they definitely do a lot of hype around that too. I mean, to be completely, completely honest. I mean, that game that just came out this year, what was it? Uh, something punks to 2077. I don't even know the name of it really. That's why I don't care, you know, but, uh, they actually had all this RTX built into it and, you know, they had movie stars, for instance, Keanu Reeves and all this crazy stuff and all this talk about it and all this. Oh, here it is right here. There's actually an ad for it on uh, Newegg. Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, so they they do things like this to hype all this, you know, junk. So, and not only that, Fortnite with ray tracing. So ray tracing is like the next little thing they're going to poke at you to try to get you to buy their technology. So, uh, I mean, do I really need it that bad for, for a game? Like, I mean, Fortnite, come on. Do I really need to see the, the light string through the trees and make all the water kind of, you know, whatever the heck it does again, I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's mind blowing. Don't get me wrong, but is it really worth spending that kind of money to play a game? Not to mention a free game, you know, two grand just to play a game. Not only that, most of the time I just get frustrated with that game. Fortnite, I don't know if you played it, but it's a frustrating game. It's, uh, you know, basically, a, what do they call that? Royale, battle royale type game where you get one life. You have to make the best of it and get the other guys. But uh, yeah, I mean, to, to basically, would I spend two grand just to frustrate myself with that game? No, absolutely not. It would not be in any of my interest to do that. Uh, but you know, if I'm playing on like on a, you know, an R, a 970, you know, and the graphics actually are pretty good. They're actually good in 2k. I don't have to play in 4k. Uh, then, you know, I'll, I'll play around with it, but it's not worth it for me to sit there and frustrate over a game. 
you know, the whole time. And we're just talking about video cards. I haven't even dipped into like what, a you know, what else do you need for a computer? You know, uh, motherboards is something that I haven't really been paying too much attention to lately either. So, uh, I mean, the next gen motherboards, let me see here, Asus. We'll just go with what they have here on the front page. And uh, let me see here. These are actually uh, Ryzen AMD certified boards. So to be completely honest, I think uh, AMD is going to have a huge comeback. Uh, I've always used AMD processors. I never went down the Intel uh, route. Uh, I just always found that their processors were equivalent to AMD and just, you know, usually a third to two thirds more expensive. So I do think that AMD is going to come back with some really great technology and they're going to come out with some really good stuff. Uh, already the thread rippers are very impressive, but way overpriced. I'll be honest about that. The thread rippers are very, very expensive and they're, ma- they're making builds now on the internet, uh, where guys are getting these, uh, workstation computers for 3d and, you know, probably computer aided drafting and design and stuff, uh, that are using these thread rippers with like, you know, RTX, uh, two of them actually with two like RTX cards and they're building like $10,000 computers and stuff. And again, this is all, all just a bunch of hype too, because realistically when you're playing a game, if you just want to play a game or do audio, you know, stuff, you do not need that computer. It's actually way overkill for what you need. And I'll be the first to say that that's just way overkill. You don't need that much power in order to play a game or to, you know, work FL studios or something like that. In fact, if all you're looking for is a computer just to play music on or to, you know, make music or, you know, like a studio in a sense, you can bypass a lot of this stuff and you can build a computer for actually under a grand that'll work just fine. You know, there's really no need to go out and spend anything over, you know, two grand for like an audio PC or something like that. But, uh, you know, if you want a good gaming computer, probably about two grand is a minimum minimum you're going to pay you know, when it comes to building these things. So, you know, the next gen everything, let me see Zeus, the X570 series. Uh, and the thing that they're doing a lot now is they're building Wi-Fi right into these motherboards now, which I don't know, I, I'm not huge on Wi-Fi. I like to have a good plugged, um, what do you call it? A network, uh, uh, network cable, you know, plugged in my computer. So I get the best speed possible. Wi-Fi is kind of one of those things where if you're using that for games and you're using that for like, you know, being, you know, whatever you do, surfing the internet or playing games and stuff, I just don't see that Wi-Fi is the best solution, but they do include like, I guess, high speed Wi-Fi built into the motherboards now. I don't know how that all that works, but Intel gigabit ethernet. Okay. So 2.5 G ethernet, you want to go ethernet, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, a network plugged in cable ethernet cable. And, uh, yeah. So the technology has gotten better, especially with motherboards too, with the abilities for, you know, fine tuning your BIOS and everything and all that. In fact, I think even now the BIOS in these things are really competitive. I mean, they're, they're very nice. I mean, as far as I know, when you're starting your computer and you go to the BIOS menu, you have different options too. And those options actually ultimately affect the, uh, the compatibility of things or the speeds of certain things as well, whether or not you're going to overclock something or you're going to try pushing the power of all the equipment that's in your computer. But just keep in mind, if you do those things, you're going to run power through them, uh, at a higher frequency or either a lot more of it. And that can cause, 
uh, burnout issues. It can also wear your hardware down. It can do a lot of different things, including, you know, potentially ruining some parts. So you'll always want to make sure you have a good cooling source. You want to make sure your computer's got a lot of ventilation or even go to water cooling. And water cooling, as far as I know, it, it can cost a lot of money to water cool all this stuff especially if you're water cooling video cards. I know you can buy all-in-one coolers that work right on your processor, and those just mount to the top uh, bracket on your computer where you can actually have the three fans and the water cooling system, and then that'll just mount right onto your computer CPU, and that'll actually be a good solution to water cooling your CPU. But uh, when it comes to video card water cooling, you need a sophisticated system, and they make uh, cases specifically designed for that that you can actually mount all that stuff in there, and it's basically like assembling like a piping system in there that'll run cooling all over your different parts and stuff now of course you're going to have better performance that that way but uh some of these water cooling systems can cost even a thousand on up and to just cooling the parts and if you're a real big avid you know gamer or somebody that's really into computer building that might be something to look into but uh for the average user it's kind of overkill in my opinion so uh cpus what is let's see the ryzen uh the one i have is actually not a ryzen mine is an amd fx this is actually the one i have on my computer right now i actually found it and it goes for actually for quite a bit still uh it's the amd fx 8350 black edition the versha 8 core 4 gigahertz 4.2 gigahertz turbo socket am3 plus 125 watt that's the one i'm running right now and then believe it or not that thing is still doing an amazing job and that thing goes for 546 bucks that's a lot of money actually for just a uh for just a you know fx processor uh, I don't know if it's because they just don't make them anymore or not, but um, now they have the Ryzen series, and these are actually the ones they're promoting right now. Uh, Ryzen 5, Ryzen 7, Ryzen 9, okay, are they up to 9? Is 9 the new one? Let's see, 12 core, 12 core, 3.8 gigahertz, socket AM4, uh, not bad. That's probably going to do you really good, the 9, 9 series. In fact, these goes up, go on up to like 750, maybe even up to 900. And that's a lot of money for a processor. I mean, if you're going to spend money on a processor and it's in, it's in the upwards of over six or $700, that's a lot of money. In fact, most of uh, Intel uh, processors are in that range already. Uh, unless you want to just get like an i5 and that thing won't be comparable today to anything. So, uh, you know, to buy one of those things, would be pointless or, um, an AMD, uh, what is this thing? It's like a, a quad core. I don't know. Was it a eight? Those are like the really cheap ones. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't invest money in that unless you're just building like something to surf the net. But then <laughs> here's the thing. Ryzen makes a thread ripper. And this thing, this sucker is expensive, man. The the actual processors range from eight hundred to like two thousand, and th this thing is a really interesting look to it. Also, it's kind of like a rectangle shaped processor, and it comes in this really weird case. It looks like it's like glowing or something, but uh, I mean, it's a sixty. Let me see here, a thirty-two core processor. It's insane. A thirty-two core processor, sixty-four thread, four point two gigahertz max boost. 3 gigahertz base socket str4 250 watts so it takes a lot of power too uh, most of these other processors are about a 125 this thing is at like a whopping 250 
So your power bill is going to be a lot more expensive with this sucker. It's like twice as much almost. Uh, and this guy, as far as I'm concerned, these are like for like servers or something. I mean, I don't know, but they're advertising it to the general public as like, it's, you know, you can use these for gaming and everything. So, uh, so I'm wondering what, what one of these guys plus like an RX, uh, card might, uh, do for you an RX 600, 6,000 series. You might get some good performance out of it, but, uh, these are definitely expensive two like two grand just for the and that's not to mention the motherboards the motherboards for these guys are just almost equivalent to what this cost i've been seeing motherboards for these thread thread rippers going for like 800 to 1200 so if you want to go high end you might you know look at something like that and then get uh get some good performance but uh at a very steep price so that was one direction that i wanted to avoid because it, it almost seems like that's like amd's kind of like high-end stuff they're one of trying to push the high-end ryzen threadripper processors for the average user which would probably be pointless in a sense because uh let's see this one's a 16 core 32 thread and you can get a 20 you get a 12 core processor 24 threads 3.5 gigahertz it's the amd first gen ryzen it's still expensive 1300 bucks so uh, as far as i can tell when it comes to processors uh you know the technology in it i don't know if it's really changed a whole lot uh, especially since my fx series uh then again i haven't tried one so i i don't know if i'd notice the big boost in speed uh i do know that i get around very well with the one i have right now uh it doesn't seem like speed is a problem with my computer uh, especially when you're talking about boot times and things like that but then that's also correlated with your hard drive and your ram and everything else on top of that so um uh, as far as i know right now uh, the Ram that people are buying right now, the top sellers, uh, I used to buy Corsair and I still use Corsair, but, uh, Threadripper is one of them that I've heard about that. Uh, let me see here. Oh no, no, that, that was a processor. Uh, what is the one, uh, G skill? That's what it is. G skill, the Trident Z. Uh, those have been pretty well advertised lately. Uh, and the great thing about RAM is you can buy a lot of RAM at a decent price. So RAM seems seems to be like the most affordable thing here. I mean, you can literally get 16 gigs of RAM, two sticks of eight gigs, Corsair Vengeance for about 94 bucks. And that's a, that's a steal. I mean, seriously. I mean, if you just wanted to get a good 16 gigs of RAM, it'll do you good for under a hundred bucks. I would say that's a steal. I bought mine around about 200 i think at the time but now you can get 16 gigs at that price for under 100 bucks and that's that's quite amazing for that price now g skill uh i don't know how how long these guys have been around but uh they've been making this trident z and every build i've been seeing people have been using these so they must be good and they must be pretty pretty quick. Uh, you know, the one thing that, that can kind of confuse you about speeds of uh, RAM and stuff is that you can select the size, how many you want to put in there. In fact, the more that you have, the more uh, what it's, it's like a system where, you know, they can actually rail uh, memory into them. You know, if you put like four sticks of RAM in there, you'll have like four basically like sockets of RAM. So you'll be able to load those up. Uh, individually or they work together in some way I guess but I guess like having one large one might not be a good idea but to have you know several smaller ones that run at a specific speed though so you want to match RAM at the speed that you that, that they most are in common with and they usually do that ahead of time uh, when you purchase them if you buy it like a 
pack of RAM, they will usually be matched with the same speed and everything, and they, they match them as close as they possibly can. But uh, speed determinations can be kind of confusing because there's many different speeds. Uh, this one's a DDR4-3200, so DDR4-3200, and a DDR4 is going to be the most common. In fact, I think it's the newest one. Uh, so this one's a 3200 and they go on upwards to 4400 or 4600 and the price is actually a, it's a significant jump so for a 3200 pc4 whatever 16 gigs goes for 93 but if you want to go you know a bit, little bit faster 4400 uh, that's 250 so you're looking at another 150 bucks i think that's if my math is right so yeah uh that's one thing that could be a little confusing. What's the best speed? If you want the highest speed, you're going to pay more, blah, 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 blah. Um, RAM in general is just to me, uh, just look for the best deals on them, I guess. Uh, if you want my advice, just go with what's, uh, you know, the highest rated at the best price. Uh, I don't know if you'll notice too much difference from those two different speeds, you know, uh, as for manufacturers, I particularly like Corsair, but this G-Skill might be interesting. I might actually look into this if I do another build in the future. So G-Skill looks like a you know decent company. The prices is actually comparable. Uh, in fact, they might be a little bit more expensive than Corsair, to be honest. I've seen some like pairs of RAM that go for you know more than what Corsair would normally charge. But uh, one thing that people don't actually think about is uh, the power supply, though. The power supply is actually a very, very important part of the computer. And if you don't have enough power to power all this stuff, then you might as well just throw it in the trash because, uh, yeah, it won't power up properly and it, you won't get the right amount of wattage and all that stuff. So uh, in my particular liking of, like, what's a good power supply, uh, you know, they they do them in different ratings. There's a bronze, there's like a silver, a gold, you know. They they, they rate them titanium actually. There's a titanium platinum. Uh, you know, there's different types of ratings that they that they use. And then of course there's a wattage. And bronze is probably like your that's probably like the one that I would probably say, hey, that's the minimum range. I think the one I'm using is like a maybe a silver or a gold. And I do have a 900 watt power supply. Um, I would probably say if, if you're into building computers and you're into having a good sufficient power supply, uh, 900 watt is probably a good range to be in because even some of these uh, video cards will take at least a minimum of five to 600 Watts to run. Yeah. And that's, that's specifically because they, they do require a lot of power input. In fact, they have their very own cables that go directly to the video card besides the ones that plug directly in your motherboard. So you definitely want to have a good power supply if you're going to run at least a halfway decent video card in your, in your computer. Uh, and I think that's kind of the standard for most new builds, in fact. So uh, if you're going to go with any kind of power supply that's under 900, you have to keep in mind that uh, you will have to watch out for what you put in there. Uh, you can't be running a whole ton of water cooled stuff with a, you know, two video cards and all that. You know, you'll have to stick with one card and maybe go with the fans. So uh, it's always good to have a good power supply. So if, if all else, you know, 900 is a good area to be in. Uh, that's kind of in the safe zone of, you know, electronic 
how do you say PC building? And that's a good key to kind of stay within that. I, I mean, I would probably say anywhere from six. Okay. Let's go 700 and 900. It would probably be best to stay in that area. And you know, I'm not even sure what the cost of, let's see here, let's see 600 and 900 watt. Uh, and they're not terribly expensive. I mean, this one only goes for 120 and it's a 650 plus 650 watt. This one would probably be good enough to run one good card and probably, you know, all, all, all the modern motherboard processor, all that stuff, not a Threadripper, obviously, or not a uh, running uh, two, what do you call, 3090s and SLI, uh, but it would be enough to run one card motherboard, the basics, you know, and um, let me see here. What's probably more on the high end? Uh, let me see here. 80 plus. Uh, let's just take a look at the 800 and 900 watt. Yeah, so even still not that bad. I mean, you could probably get one for under two, like 150. There's an 850 for 150. So it's not that bad. The, the power supplies aren't, aren't terribly expensive, like I said. But even still, it's a part of the computer. You have to still take that in consideration that you're still probably going to want to pay, a, you know, a decent amount of money for a decent power supply. And that still probably cost a couple hundred bucks. You know, here's a thermal take, uh, IRGB, who cares about the lighting? You don't need lighting in your power supply. Uh, it's a plus 850 watt, 80 plus gold SLI crossfire radio RGB LED for 188. That's not too bad, you know? And plus that's also a well thermal take. I never actually use one of theirs. I've used Corsair mostly. I do trust Corsair. So if you're going to go with any kind of power supply, EVGA or Corsair is probably the two that I would re you know recommend. Those guys seem to be pretty stable and they do a good job. Uh, anything besides that, I don't know. I would, I would be careful. Uh, and it's not saying that the brands are bad or anything. It's just what I'm used to. But uh, motherboards, I think I kind of covered some of that. Uh, motherboards can be kind of confusing, but it just depends if you're going to go with an you know, Intel build or an AMD build. And for beginners, I would definitely try to go with an AMD build. It just seems like the parts are more affordable. And it seems like you can do a good starter computer at a good price with an AMD board rather than an Intel Intel is going to probably cost you at least maybe 30 to 33% more than it would be an AMD build. And that's just my opinion. Um, optical drives, nobody even really uses those any, anymore. So, it, you know, if you want a Blu-ray burner or a CD burner, it'd be kind of pointless anyway. But uh, I still do have a DVD, you know, drive in my computer just for that sake of having it. You know, it's always kind of nice to have. But in uh, computer cases, computer cases aren't, uh, you know, necessarily that important. But if you want to have something that, you know, kind of showcases what you build and, you know, you want to feel good about it and all that, uh, you definitely want to go with something that has a tempered glass window on the side of it. That's always really cool to have. You can uh, you look at everything that's, that's inside of it. Uh, keep in mind, though, the more color and the more brightness that you put in there, uh, depends, you know, how bright you really want it. Uh, that can also light up the room. It can also create an atmosphere that maybe is desired or maybe it won't be desired. So it's up to you. If you like to have a dark room, then you probably don't want to put as many lights in it. Uh, but uh, that's always an option. You can always do that stuff. Uh, red, green, blue, LED lights and everything. You could, you could really... 
you could really go all out with that and just have a big light show going on in your computer. And then <laughs> on your monitor, you might have that flashing in front of your eyes if you're always doing stuff. So uh, be careful with that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I have a few lights in my computer, but not too many. Uh, it's always kind of nice to have a little something. So it's always something to think about. And uh, let me just see hard drives. I'll just go through this real quick and then uh, we'll move on. Uh, so I wouldn't I would not go with a uh, actual hard drive and a hard drive is a, basically a metal plate with magnets and that actually spins around and, it, you know, it does, you know, whatever an old hard drive would do. Uh, Toshiba, I guess, makes some eight terabyte versions. That's actually pretty impressive. But uh, unless you're just looking for mass storage, those drives are just for storage. I would use them only for storage. But if you want speed, and that's actually the next thing that's actually probably very important in a computer would be the speed of how loading times are. And uh, if you're playing a game or something like that, or you want it to load quick, you would definitely want to go with something that has uh, what they call a solid state capability capabilities uh the hard drive actually doesn't move it just it's a solid state drive that uses like you know uh, actual pieces of like you know memory inside of it that uh, store and retrieve information and whatnot and so those are the probably the best ones to get and i know that m.80 let me see those aren't even the ones coming up on the front page i don't even know why they wouldn't have that on the front page uh desktop internal uh, no not external internal uh they sell a variety of external ones too which are really crazy so let's see if I can pull these up. All right, these are old spinning type hard drives. I don't want those. Um, let me see here. Yeah, I don't know how to really search this, but uh, you want to get the solid state drives. They're always the best ones to get. So uh, for that, let me see internal. It's always good to get the fastest one and not only that hard drives aren't even really that expensive anymore they're probably one of the least expensive pieces to your computer these days so uh you want to get the man what is it sata sata like uh solid state types and they also make this one i think it's called a m.80 i'll just search it let's see if that comes up yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they're making it difficult on here to find this, but uh, on Newegg, if you look hard enough, I'm sure you can find what they call the M80s or the M.80 uh, uh, internal hard drives that actually now just snap right into your motherboard. It's actually quite an interesting how it all works. Uh, you can actually just snap these things right in. Oh, here they are. Okay. Best-selling solid-state drives. I guess they're not hard. They're, they would be under a different category of solid-state or M2. Now, what am I thinking? M M80, but M2. Uh, these things are super fast. Uh, these are actually kind of modeled after like uh, the laptop-type hard drives that would normally go on a laptop, but uh, they have just done some technology now that have kind of revolutionized how solid state hard drives work and they're tiny they're, they they look like a little stick of ram and they can just go right into your motherboard they have little spots on your motherboard where they just click right in and of course since there's limited space you know on your motherboard for these things you'd probably want to get the highest uh you know capacity you could possibly get and the fastest ones for that price you know or price range or whatever. Samsung makes a pretty good one. It's an M2, uh, one terabyte, Gen 3, NVMe. Uh, that's what they call it, VNAD, M MVM3, whatever the heck I just said. Uh, but <coughs> that would be the one to go with. And they also make these little 
uh, PCI Express clip-in ones too. So if you run out of room on your motherboard, you can actually buy ones that clip right into your PCI Express slots and you can just use that for the M.2s. So basically, I think I kind of overviewed everything that would go in a computer. I don't know uh, if there's anything I can go even more and further in detail and explain. Uh, I mean, I'm not the best person when it comes to specs. I know there's a lot of different videos on the net that can talk about specs all day long and they'll go into all different speeds and different reasons why this one's better than the next one. But uh, there's a lot of stuff out there on it. And the great thing about like building computers is doing it for yourself, doing it, you know, because you know how to do it or doing it and then, in, you know, enjoying the uh, the harvest of building one, you know, and that's also an accomplishment in itself. And I know they even have like services, like services on the Internet that can actually build them for you. And I just don't understand that. It just takes like half the fun out of it. And uh, they also charge you, of course, to do it. So and I know that uh, Newegg has one of those services, but. Besides that, you know, we kind of went over all these video cards and different specs and different processors and things like that. So the next journey for anybody that's interested in doing this stuff is just going out and learn as much as you can and doing it on your own and figuring it out. That's what I did. You know, I definitely got interested in doing it, looked at books and looked at things on how to do it. Uh, watching videos is always a great way to do it, but just make sure the, you, those guys are also trying to hype you into thinking that you need the best and the greatest. So keep in mind who you're watching and what you're doing when, when you're doing it. Because like I said, there's a lot of these new uh, streaming channels that have guys that are just trying to create a bunch of hype with giveaways and different things. And then that's just kind of distracting you from actually wanting to to do it yourself and just wanting the actual finished product or someone to do it for you. And so that's also like a new business tactic for these guys. They're also going to try to get you on that as well. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, be smart about it. Um, and, uh, have fun with it. So, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, this has been an interesting, interesting episode. I'd like to do more on like computer stuff and we'll go even deeper and talk about computer parts and whatnot. But uh, as for now, we'll go ahead and we'll just um, uh, sign you back out with the song that I was playing earlier. Let's see here. Uh, Chip Tune or Chip Space Chips. That's what it is. It's a fun little song I made with the there's a few free plugins or VSTs I use for it. Uh, let me see. It's a basic 64 and a basic 65. It's kind of like an 8-bit sounding chiptune processor VST thing. And it's a lot of fun to mess with, especially if you're adding like, you know, some reverb and different things on there that make it sound really interesting. So we'll just go ahead and leave you out with that. And we'll uh, we'll see you on the next one. So thank you so much for checking out the PC Computer Edition or whatever I might call this uh, of the Life in Space podcast. So we'll cover all kinds of cool topics and everything in that matter, including sound gear and all that other stuff. So stay, stay tuned and um, uh, we'll see you on the next one.